Are you the best skipper in your fantasy baseball league? Level with me. Probably not. I kid, of course. After the tips I give you today for fantasy baseball season 2022, you could be. All new Locked On Cubs rolls now. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome on in. Happy Wednesday to you and yours. This is indeed Locked On Cubs. I am indeed your host, Andrew Bellison, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome in, Locked On fam. Great to see you on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate it more than you know. We're free and we're available wherever you source your favorite cast. So please, please check us out and download us today. Check us out on YouTube as well. Lockdown Cubs YouTube page. We have had such awesome growth, and I owe it all to you. Thank you so much. Subscribe to our YouTube page. We'd love to have you. Great content there as well. Engage with us on social. I love talking baseball with you guys. And opening days knocking on the door. Do you hear it? At Chicago Cubs PA on Twitter. I know I'm not the PA announcer at Wrigley Field anymore, but I'm not going to change my handle, so get off my case. And at Lockdown Cubs, the show's Twitter, engage with us. But let's be respectful of each other's opinions because there's a good chance they're going to differ, but that's okay. Friendly banter is a good thing. We are going to thoroughly examine the Cubs' backfields today from Mesa and Sloan Park, where the talent of tomorrow is hard at work. Who stood out at the plate? How about on the mound? How about with the leather? We've also got our daily updates, news, notes, and nuggets from beautiful Sloan in Mesa as we catch up on the spring training goings on, heading towards opening day. Should have been there already, right? Spring training almost concluding as we get uh, that much closer to real baseball. But first... Let's go to fantasy land, shall we? I don't want to know what your fantasy land is. I'm talking about fantasy baseball land. You think you're the best skipper in your fantasy league? Well, you're probably wrong. I'm kidding you, of course. This is coming from a guy who doesn't play fantasy baseball anymore. I just retired. I played last year for the first time since high school, and I just retired this year again. I just don't have time. Too much going on. Too much locked on Cubs, but I'd rather be here. Do you need help? Have you drafted yet? If you like to draft talent for your team that plays on your favorite club, like the Cubs, I don't blame you. It's fun to keep tabs on guys that you get to see play every day. So I ask you this. Do the Cubs have some worthy fantasy talent on their real roster to help your club this year? They likely do. And as a matter of fact, the beat writers for The Athletic have taken the time to analyze some of the best fantasy options for the teams that they cover. So what's the Cubs' outlook? Should you want to draft some Northsiders for this year? Well, let's start with Sleeper City, my favorite category, to be honest. The diamond in the rough, the player no one else wanted. Question number one for The Athletic writers was this. Which player with an average draft position over 300, so pretty far down the list, will break out for your team in 2022. And let's level with each other. 
Cubs are hoping for quite a few of these players to perform above expectation this year because it means they'll have a chance to compete in the National League Central, a la 2021 Giants, which we discussed at length last week in the blueprint there. So definitely a chance. Few names that intrigue in this category, including former Cleveland and Yankee top prospect Clint Frazier. We all know he can rake when healthy. And the injury prone Nico Horner. Nico up the middle. Love it, love it, love it. Talked at length. Top of the order. Contact guy. Going to see time at short. Going to see some time at second. How about Clint Frazier, though? Look for him to get some legitimate designated hitter opportunities this year, as well as a little bit of time in the outfield. Could really break out if healthy and given the chance to have consistent at-bats. That designated hitter role is probably going to help him, if healthy, more than any player on that roster. Multiple players uh, could arrive in certain platoon positions and situations that could be taken later in drafts that could help you out. How about Rafael Ortega? Center field smoked the ball last year against right-handers, going to see him in center, in my opinion, against a righty on the mound every day, or we should. How about Michael Hermosillo? Same category, slotting into the matchups there. Now, are those guys that are going to get enough ABs to help your fantasy squad? If you are deep enough and you can get these guys late enough, which you should be, I think Ortega is definitely a go-to. He should see a ton of at-bats against right-handers. Ultimately, the best here in this category um, for the platoon situation kind of thing, Nick Madrigal, second base, top of the order guy, going to get the bulk of playing time there and DH as well. He's not going to hit for much power, which we talked about, but any fantasy league that values average on base percentage is going to be huge for him. He's an on-base machine, likely going to see most action at the top of the order for David Ross, which is also a good thing. Runs, getting on base, OBP, et cetera, et cetera. So check out those guys for later round. We'll call them sleepers. Now, question two, if you could scream for fantasy players to please take this player in your drafts, you'll thank me in September, who on your team would it be? This is a little bit tougher for a couple reasons. One, given the Makeup of the Cubs roster and how many new faces we've seen just in the last two weeks. And also with the shortened spring, because of the lockout, we lack a lot of information on some guys at the moment. So things are going to kind of have to take a little bit longer to take shape than maybe we had been accustomed to in the first place in terms of the roster. Adbert Alzali would have been a nice bet for the rotation. Make or break year for him, maybe. Had some high expectations, struggled a little bit, dealt with some injuries. But again, he's out with injury again, which stinks for the Cubs, stinks for him. Really wanted to see him at the back end of that rotation this year. So he's out. Other three starters at the top, Hendricks, Stroman, Miley, all essentially rely on defense for success. So it's a wait and see on the gloves there. However, given the Cubs' resurgence up the middle, with the aforementioned Madrigal and Horner and Simmons at short with his glove work and the ground ball work that Stroman and Hendricks and Miley can produce, bodes well for that group. So any of those three, especially like a sleeper Miley, sleeper Hendricks after the down year, 
could be beneficial if you get later rounds on them in your draft. What about Frank Schwindel, a guy who come September say, I told you, I told you you should have drafted him. Let's be honest. 51 games at first base last year after the trade deadline and after Rizzo went to the Yankees. He's not going to hit the way he did in those those two months. It's just not possible to do over 162-game season. The numbers he put up were insane. But if you're searching for a first baseman late, he's definitely worth a flyer. He's going to be an everyday starter, no platoon. It's his job to lose. Good body of work last year, albeit a smaller sample size. I like this one. Let's move on to that back end of the bullpen. We talked about this at length on yesterday's show. Lee Smith, where are you? What's your closer situation for 2022? And is there a sleeper for saves? So we rewind to the potential closer by committee that we discussed yesterday. Ah, I know. Sorry, I told you I, told you I wouldn't torch you anymore and your ears are bleeding again, aren't they? I don't like that idea either. This is one of those wait and see things. Later developing roster, lockout. Shorter spring training. Definitely give this some time to play out. As we've highlighted, recent history of bringing in veteran relievers who still have stuff. Cubs have been so busy bringing in arms. You need arms, right? Depth, depth, depth. These guys that have come in are essentially lacking in results the last year or two. Hoping for a turnaround. Very low risk. Very high potential ceiling, which we love. I love those kind of signings. So what are we talking about again? Michael Givens, David Robertson. I gave you yesterday. I thought those guys should slot in at second and third closer options. No question, or at least back-end bullpen arms for sure, if not to find a role. Rowan Wick is healthy. After that 11-month layoff, he returned at the end of last year. I think he should be in line to close some games on a short leash. I talked about this yesterday. Cody Hoyer going down to injury stinks. He would have been a, a great candidate for this role. No safe bet here, essentially. And, and, and David Ross said this is going to be a group effort, at least until things shake out. A lot of times you see someone kind of move to the forefront and, and just claim that role. And we hope that's the case. With a potential group effort, not a single name that pops early in terms of the closer role for your fantasy in terms of the Cubs. Any gamblers out there? Let's throw some money down. Do you think your team, will cover or exceed, we can say, or fall below its Vegas win total. And Vegas has the Cubs win total at 74 and a half. I think they're going over. I think this is a team, as I've said it a lot of times, could be buyers at the deadline if the right guys push the right buttons and have good first halves. This is a team that could hang on. With that said, things go poorly and it's a sell-off at the deadline. You're talking about a totally different outcome at the end of the year. However, too much talent now in the rotation with the top three. Better strength up the middle. You proved last year you can hit the ball. Great catching tandem. Division is not full of world beaters. That's the key to me. You're playing in a space with a very tough Brewers team in their arms. The Cardinals have injuries, are a good team, but they have dealing with some major injuries. The Pirates and Reds, eh. So you have a chance to thrive in a not-over-the-top tough division. 
team surpasses the 75 win mark, take your hundred bucks, go to Vegas. If you lose, call me. Don't really. But that's that's my that's my take on that. Final burning Cubs related fantasy question. Got to turn to Seiya Suzuki, right? Japanese slugger, superstar, five category contributor in Japan, several seasons of 15 to 25 steals, though that has dropped in recent years. Is he going to have the green light? What kind of fantasy player will he be in 2022 in his new home at Wrigley Field? I think the Cubs are going to have to get a little creative on the base pass to generate some runs. I think it's the right thing to do. They've established a few good power hitters. Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ, Patrick Wisdom, Schwindel. The track record and consistency on those last couple may be in question. So Ross might choose to push it on the base pads a little bit. You got a little bit of, of firepower there with Suzuki and BR and Horner, Hermosillo. Um, this is something that seem, seemingly to me has gone by the wayside on the north side. I'd love to see him run, run, run. And, and this year you got the tools to do it. Hit and run, those things are like gone from baseball, I feel like. Horner and Madrigal at the top, get creative. It'd be fun. Put some pressure on the opposition, on the defense, especially early in games. Steal a few runs. You might need it. Takes the pressure off the offense, too. You don't have to rely on the long ball. That's refreshing. See, I'm getting all worked up. I'm flipping my chain all over the place. So there you go. I hope this helps. If you cash in on your fantasy league this year, I want a portion of the playoff share, please. Direct message me. I'll send you the address for the check. Coming up, I'm going to take you on a tour of Sloan Park backfields to check in with some Cubs talent of tomorrow. So please stick with me before we take that tour. I want to remind you and talk to you about Athletic Greens. Do you care about your health? Do you care about what goes in your body? Well, you should. And Athletic Greens is the perfect supplement to help your daily routine in terms of vitamins. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, whether you're paleo, whether you're vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar. It's non-GMO, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, still tastes good. It's got a little gingery hint to it, which I think you might like. Don't get me wrong. This tastes real. It's not loaded with sugar to try to hide all the good stuff. This is a legitimate, natural, good product, and it costs you less than three bucks a day. So you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew at uh, at Starbucks, but maybe you can have both because you got to have fun too, right? YOLO. What I love most is the founder's story here. Created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a vitamin program that cost over a hundred bucks a day. He said, I got to do something else because I can't afford this. So he created Athletic Greens and it's a great product. Check it out for yourself today. I'm going to make it easy for you. Go to Athletic Greens to get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Take ownership over your health. and Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance today. Sloan Park Backfields coming up next. Cubs fans, welcome back in Lockdown Cubs podcast, proudly part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time on the train, on the way to work, at school, at home, at your friend's house, while you're walking, for making Lockdown Cubs your first listen each and every day. I'm telling you, 
We appreciate it more than you know. We're free and available wherever you source your favorite cast, Apple, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. So please check us out. Check out our YouTube page too. We'd love your subscription. Uh, the response there from you guys has been overwhelming. Like I'm overjoyed. Um, great content, Lockdown Cubs YouTube. Please subscribe. Such a great feeling to be part of the Lockdown family, and I'm happy to be along for the ride. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby, Prospect Encyclopedia. And he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow, such as the Cubs' Brennan Davis, who we're going to discuss here in a little bit. Free and available, just like Lockdown Cubs, wherever you get your favorite cast. So check out Lockdown MLB Pro Prospects today. Speaking of prospects, let's stick in that realm. Brett Taylor of Bleacher Nation does a phenomenal job covering this club and the Chicago Cubs. And we had him on the show a while back to discuss the lockout before it was lifted and some of the young talent of tomorrow. Well, he made a trip to Arizona and took us on a tour of the backfields. And I want to share that tour with you because that's where so much of the good behind the scenes work goes on of this, these prospects and talents that we don't see yet every day, but hopefully will. So he's got some few guys that really popped to him, and I want to share what he shared with us. How about the pitcher that popped for him, Jordan Wicks, Cubs first-round pick, threw a couple innings in a double-A game, and Brett said he looked completely in control. Curveball as the preferred secondary pitch against righties in the first inning. So when the second inning rolled around, kept everyone off balance, broke out the bread-and-butter changeup, and hitters had no chance. That's a lethal combination. Says uh, also in the notes that they didn't even see much of the new the, the new slider, excuse me, in this particular outing. The slider is likely going to be reserved more so for lefties at the moment, but did see him use it in the pen during warmups a little bit, and it looked very good. So what's the backstory on Jordan Wicks? I know you've heard us speak about him. Wicks uh, carried the draft designation of high floor, low ceiling, more or less. He was a college pitcher. Um but a lot of people in the organization before point out how often the low ceiling designation for advanced college arms is debunked now across Major League Baseball. Wicks already has far better breaking ball than he ever had in college at Kansas State. And there's hints at the low end velocity numbers being higher in this year. So we'll wait and see on that. Also hope for a bump in higher end velocity numbers in the future. If you're looking, this is high, high praise from Brett here. He said, if you're looking for a favorite to win 2022 Cubs minor league pitcher of the year, especially if he draws a South Bend assignment in April, this is your guy. Wow. Okay. Other side. Let's head to the plate. How about the hitter that popped on the backfield Sloan Park Tour in spring training? Jonathan Perlaza. Have you heard the name before? I hope so, because you're going to be hearing a lot more of it moving forward. Says Taylor, it felt like Perlaza's breakout in the second half of last year was overshadowed by the arrival of so many other prospects at the trade deadline or those players that came over for the Rizzos, the Baezes, the Bryants, etc. But in the second half last year, Perlaza, 348 hitter, 402 on base, 610 slugging. What? Perlaza faced very solid pitching prospects for the A's the other day and was extremely unfazed. RBI triple, hard single, and a loud flyout as well. So really good contact. Feels like left field, and it feels like the body might be maxed out, but whether in BP or practice games, he's got a great plan at the plate and feels a level above his peers, which is always good to be a step ahead. Outfield prospect to keep on your radar is he'll probably end up in AA Tennessee, or I should say likely to start the year 
in double-A Tennessee this year. So keep an eye out for Jonathan Perlaza and the work he can do offensively. How about the glove? Defense wins championships, right? The fielder that most popped in person for Brett's tour of the backfields at Sloan Park Mesa, Nelson Velasquez. You read some scouting reports probably from national outlets, and you're going to see people out there questioning his defensive ability. What does Brett note on this front? He says, do not buy it. True blue, above average right fielder, showed it in multiple games that, that Brett witnessed over the weekend in Mesa. Two outfield assists, one at third, one at home, one really good catch racing into right center against the sun, six arm and a five field grade. Brett said he says that he thinks people see his build and they start with an assumption about what he can and cannot do in the outfield, which is just flat out not fair. And you, you, this is like the age old adage, right? Size matters, et cetera, et cetera. But in baseball, man, it doesn't. And I, I, I it's hard for some people to get that through their head. But wait, there's more as a bonus. Um, Brett said Velasquez had the most impressive single batting practice round that he saw the entire trip, homered on four of seven swings, including a 112-mile-an-hour line drive on his last swing as his teammates egged him on loudly. Now, the batting practice home run thing to me, dumbest conversation you can have. There's not a big leaguer or wannabe big leaguer or big-time college player who couldn't smack plenty of home runs in batting practice. But the point is the ball jumps off his bat, and I get where you're going with that. We're going to see if the hit tool can get to Major League Baseball caliber stuff on a consistent enough basis to make Velasco's a regular, but there's no doubt all the tools are there. So keep an eye on Nelson Velasquez this year as well. Should be a lot of fun to watch him and what he can do for this Cubs team moving forward. We're going to stay in Mesa, Locked On family. We've got news. We've got quotes. We've got notes, we've got nuggets, we've got bullets as spring training rolls on and we work towards opening day. Before we continue with our spring training catch-up, it's that time of year, your resolutions are out the window. It's the end of March. They're gone by opening day, right? Not if you've incorporated Built Bar into your nutritional routine. Have you tried the Puffs? They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate, just like all Built Bars are. Puffs are a fan favorite with some awesome flavors. Cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so, so good. How about the regular Built Bar flavors? Mint brownie, coconut. Coconut Almond. Now for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Do me a favor. Try it out today. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. Built.com. Sloan Park. More from spring training on Lockdown Cubs right now. Locked On fam, welcome back in. I'm Andrew Bellis, and I'm your host. Thanks for being with us today. Happy Wednesday to you. Great to be part of the Locked On fam. Great to have you with us. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. Free and available wherever you download your favorite cast as well. So spring training quickly rolls on. Come to a close here before we know it. Can we catch you up on the latest news and notes? I think so. Marcus Stroman was not in the best of rhythm as he wanted to be on the mound Monday night in his last spring training tune-up against the Reds. He walked three hitters in four innings, struck out one, also gave up a couple hits and a couple runs. 
He went to the bullpen as Hendricks did in his last start after to get in more work, finished tonight with about 60 combined pitches, putting him right on target for his first regular season start. Stroman said, quote, my body feels great. Up and downs felt really good today getting back out there, Stroman said. I'm just being very, very critical. I want to feel perfect going into the season, so I've got a little bit of work to do. Talked about this with Hendricks as well. When players talk about ups and downs, it means not just throwing 20 or 25 pitches. It means throwing an inning, sitting for 15 or 20, then getting back up there and see how your body responds. You're not used to that routine when you're just throwing on the side. So that's what they mean by the by the ups and downs. What about top prospect Brennan Davis, who we touched on a little bit earlier in the show? He hit a go-ahead two-run homer to right field in the eighth inning. He's officially been reassigned to minor league camp, unfortunately, but the, the Cubs prospect, top prospect, therefore, has... Uh, Really impressed in limited action. He's had a couple home runs and seven at-bats in the Cactus League. Cannot wait to see Brennan Davis every day at Wrigley Field. Going to be a treat. Uh, Cubs left-hander Justin Steele getting some more action here yesterday. Cubs saw a familiar face on the mound. Zach Davies, who had a 578 ERA for the team last year in 32 starts. Say Suzuki returned to the lineup yesterday. He was off on Monday. He said after his last game on Sunday that he feels He's ready and able to play nine innings. The Cubs are continuing his progression as they are with other players, slowly increasing his workload as we get towards opening day. He's hitless, uh, was hitless through his first two games, got on base for the first time Sunday with an eight-pitch walk. So he returned to, to action yesterday. What did manager David Ross say in terms of the focus on the opening day roster within the context of a long season? He's our quote of the day. And he said, we put that artificial deadline on ourselves because it's opening day and the first one, but we all know how much the roster changes throughout the season. The bumps and bruises guys get, guys get sent up and down with options, trying to manage that as best you can throughout the year. April 7th is an important day from a player's perspective when you get to be part of opening day. I don't take that for granted. And I understand all that being on the team at breaking camp, but there's also a sense of we have six months of baseball to play, which is a great point, really puts it in the contest context that buildup of opening day and then you got 161 more to go so really it is just another day although us fans love it and the players do too what about newcomer jonathan vr you've heard his name a lot was a met last year played in the nl central for a while with the brewers cubs presented the chance to be a regular presence in the lineup for vr and his versatility is an asset for the infield and they need it most comfortable as a shortstop, but can handle second base and third base as well. Set his talks with the Cubs on a one-year deal with a mutual option for 23. Began a couple days after the lockout ended. So that went pretty quickly. Said BR, I'm ready for everything. I'm here for the team, and I'm ready for whatever they want. He's going to be an important piece, Cubs fans, uh, of this infield configuration. Simmons is dealing with a sore right shoulder, so you're already down a shortstop there. He's on track to throw Tuesday with the next step still being determined. But again, opening day's knocking on the door. Depth, depth, depth. And a guy like VR that belted 18 long balls a year ago with the Mets can play numerous positions. That is all really good stuff and a great tool for David Ross to have up his sleeve. Further proving my point of a strength and defense, and offense for that matter, up the middle of the diamond. Thank you for making us your first listen today. We love Sharon the morning with you. Now we ask that you make your second listen locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present, free and available, just like Lockdown Cubs, wherever you get your favorite podcast.
We'll see you tomorrow. Talk a little Cubs schedule. Maybe pick out a few road trips to head on. Should be fun. Until then, happy, happy Wednesday. Adios, Lockdown fam.